Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts together be acceptable in your sight through Christ Jesus, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Some of you have heard me tell the story of the man who was visiting a farm in the Midwest. And uh, while he was there, around the corner of the, one of the farm buildings walked the biggest pig he had ever seen in his life. It was nearly three and a half feet tall at the short shoulder. It was an enormous specimen, only had three legs. And uh, he said to the farmer, that is an unusual pig. And the farmer says, you have no idea how special this pig is. Uh, once when my son was only two and a half years old, he fell into the pond here at the farm. Amen. And, uh, and this pig just jumped in and swam out to him and grabbed him by the collar of his shirt and his teeth and pulled my son to safety. And there was another time when I was working on some equipment in the barn and it got hold of my sleeve and pulled my arm in and I thought I was a goner and the pig ran to the house and tugged on my wife's apron until she uh, dropped what she was doing and came out and, and, and looked. There was another time when we were all just not paying attention and the storms were coming up and the pig just kind of rounded us up towards the storm shelter and sure enough a tornado just appeared out of nowhere. This pig was amazing. And the guy says, all of that from a, a three-legged pig? And the farmer said, no, but a pig that special, you can't eat them all at once. <laughs> we have an odd relationship with the animals of the world, do we not? Some we never even pay attention to. We just take them for granted, as Miss Carroll said and others we can't stop paying attention to. Like the fellow that, uh, colleague of mine that got a call from somebody and said, uh, our prize winning colleague just died. And uh, we were looking for a pastor who would do a funeral out at the pet cemetery. And my colleague said, um, ma'am, we don't really do that sort of thing. Um, and she said, well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. In, in the insurance there was, uh, quite a substantial gift, about $5,000 left for the disposal of the dog. And he said, well, why didn't you say it was a Methodist dog? <laughs> we pay attention where we want to pay attention. And we lock in on the things that serve our purposes. And we each set out every morning with a goal, our goal, for what we're gonna do with our day. And this passage that Pastor Jerry just read to us about a story that Jesus spun out. A story of what happens here in the world and what happens in eternity. Uh, a story about a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus who was right at the gates of the rich man's house and every day just was hoping for enough coin to get him through another day. He couldn't afford insurance. He had open sores on his body. Dogs which did not have a place of preeminence in that culture um, dogs would come and they were the only nurses that he had to address the wounds on his body as they tried to um, lick the wounds. It's a hideous story as Jesus tells it and of course the man has no recompense in this world, he dies and soon enough the rich man also dies and in heaven they are miles apart as they were here on earth. Only roles have been reversed. 
What if, Jesus says, what if the things that we ignore in this world are going to be given the things of preeminence in the world to come? What if the low shall be made uh, full and the high shall be brought low? What if the rich shall be uh, brought to a place of humility and those who have had never had anything are made suddenly rich? How would it need to change the way we live is the question Jesus asks. And of course, his answer to all of us is, there is no need to wait until some final reckoning to begin to live by the principles of God's kingdom. We can do it here today. In fact, the church is supposed to do it here today. We are the people in the world who don't get in the car and drive straight to where we were going without paying attention to what we see on the way. We are the people who, even though we have goals and purposes, set aside our own selfish needs from time to time to help those who have no other help in the world. We are the people who set the example of love for one another and, yes, for all of God's creation. For God has made us a steward of the whole creation. Surely, with as much scientific training as we've gotten, in our generation, we can see how it all fits together. The plants of the field, the trees overhead, the clouds that form and drop rain, the sun that dries the rain and makes it evaporate, the creatures that feed upon the seeds, the creatures that feed upon the creatures, the humans who are gardeners to tend all of it. We all fit together. This is not a hierarchy of creation, but it's a hierarchy of responsibility. Humans have the most responsibility. Not so that we can lord it over every other creature, but so that we can lift up all of creation and make it a beautiful place. We do this because of the grace and the power of God. And we do this whenever we do it to the glory of God. It's a simple message today. But the love that we feel for these little critters sitting at our feet or swimming in our tanks at home or hibernating in our backyards, the love that we feel and the attachment that we feel for these is just the starting point. It teaches us to love. I love when children have pets because they learn how to form attachments. They learn how to care for another. They learn how to love. I wish that we would continue on in our adulthood with, with that kind of care for each other and for all of the creation. It's a simple message to not take this world for granted, but to see the kingdom of God in this world that God has made. So that when we make our transition from this world to the next, we will go to sleep one night here and wake up there, and we won't even know the difference. That is how we live as kingdom people. Amen? Amen. Amen.